Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business. Only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to Mind Your Business. It's Lindley and Ryan with you on breakfast. Ryan, did you know that food waste is not just churned by consumers, but by F&B manufacturers too? I would imagine so, right? When you think about it, so much leftovers after a buffet and also when you're producing stuff, maybe you don't use everything. And especially so when you think about what's at the supermarkets as well, they don't really put out all the ugly stuff, you no know, stuff with blemishes. So a lot does go to waste. Well, one food tech startup in Singapore is currently doing just that, turning spent brewers' grains into granola. And interestingly, they stumbled upon that idea while trying to convert unserved cooked rice into beer. Mm, so, interesting way to make better use of what's already there. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting as well, if you think about it, it's estimated that every five liters of beer produced, that translates into about 15 bottles, creates one kilogram wow. of spent grains. So that is a lot of grains right. that would have otherwise gone to waste. That's right. For more on how they are championing sustainability one grain at a time, we're joined by Kong Chi Heng, co-founder of the Moonbeam Company. Good morning, Chi Heng. Good morning. Now talk to us about the inspiration behind and how your team eventually settled on the idea of turning those spent grains into granola. Yeah, so two years ago during the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, the entire country was talking about food waste and food security. And that was where we found that unserved cooked rice was one of the biggest waste streams in Singapore. So we originally wanted to make sake out of the rice. Mm. By the way, we strongly discouraged drinking. But (laughs) as we continue to work on the idea, we realized that like commercially it's not very possible. Mm -hmm. So we decided to make beer. But that was when we also realized that when we put in 2 kg of rice to make the beer, we actually get 2 kg of spankings back, which was mm. from the barley that we used. So for us, we really wanted to pursue a closed-loop kind of production. So during a showcase, we made snacks with spankings, which is the byproduct. And surprisingly, the granola was more popular than the beer. So in the end, that was how we actually realized that maybe we should work with the Spang Greens instead, especially when it's so much more popular. And we realized that the problem of Spang Greens is so huge and it's actually quite universal. Yeah, interesting idea to recycle spent grains. Uh, I'm just quite curious how this entire thing works. So if you've got spent grains, where do they normally go um, in a typical process? It really depends on where you are and what kind of waste management methods are available. But in Singapore, uh, if you are from a major bank bin producer, you might be able to export it out to Malaysia as a live heat store. But otherwise, uh, it will be incinerated away. Okay, and of course, you decided to do something about it. Where do you get your grains from? So for us to collect them from microbreweries, so shout out to our uh, partner Level 33. But the reality is that actually it's not just breweries. Uh, anyone that produces malted beverages, uh, so like breakfast drink that you drink in the morning or like your evening liquor, they all actually produce penguins. So can you give us a sense of the proportion or perhaps the amount of grains that end up as food waste in breweries? So for this specific kind of byproducts, uh, in Singapore, there's around 75,000 tons of spent greens that are generated from both beer and malt production. So globally, you are talking about 38 million tons annual production. We understand that spent greens are usually used as compost or animal feed. So how is this making granola out of it more sustainable compared to those conventional uses? 
So, of course, there's many aspects of sustainability. Mm-hmm. And uh, generally, there's also nowadays different ways of creating seed and composting. But I would say, like, if you want to say generally speaking, making ingredients and food directly from spank grains can be more sustainable because it's more calorie efficient. So instead of passing through an organism that we consume eventually, we consume the, the grains directly instead. Another thing is that spank grains cannot be consumed by livestock at a much higher concentration. So mm-hmm. this might actually compromise the quality of the livestock as well but um, you know actually processing spine grains will incur some form of energy as well so in reality what we really need is a mix of methods as well so that we can completely close the loop with minimal damage to the environment yeah see I'm curious how you pitch it to the market right when it comes to convincing someone to buy and eat it because the whole idea of spent grains is that it's spent so are you losing some form of nutrition from the type you um, can normally get from markets, which is the typical granola that is not spent? And also, what sort of pricing are you looking at? Generally, for spent greens, they have a very nice nutritional profile because they are mostly fiber and protein and the sugars have been extracted. So this actually plays it quite well in, I would say, certain category of products as well. However, like with that being said, even though we are working with something that is considered waste, uh, actually, the cost of the operations to process it and, and treat it will actually be bigger than getting virgin ingredients at this mm. point of time. So it's generally on, still on the more permanent side. Given that we're talking about an unwanted byproduct from a food manufacturing process, how do you make sure that the granola you churn out eventually is safe for consumption? <laughs> so we do get this question a lot and we realise that there might be a lot of misconceptions surrounding mm-hmm. byproducts or specifically spank greens. So first of all, like food safety is a priority for all food manufacturers. So even if they do not use upcycled ingredients, it has always been a challenge. So for us, we always use a science-based approach to draw processes and ensure that there's operational excellence so that we can reduce like risk significantly. So Specifically, if you ask whether spank grains are safe to consume, mm-hmm. uh, then the answer is definitely yes. Because <laughs> in the market, right, like uh, in like of like US or EU, you do see a lot of upcycled ingredients, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of them actually are um, spank grains is much more prevalent there. So we tend to associate like these products uh, uh, as waste, but actually, like I would actually argue that they are more like food because like they do come out of all these food manufacturers that have to abide by very high standards of hygiene and spank greens actually do come out of breweries very very cleanly okay we know you did a lot of R&D extensive research and development went into developing your granola to make it appealing to consumers what sort of interesting trends have you uncovered because I know it's not just granola that can use your spank greens on you've got a long a wide range of stuff like uh, patties as well as bread if you talk about interesting trends, to be honest with you, you didn't find nothing too out of the blue mm-hmm. in the sense that granola still follows general food trends. So consumers are still looking for healthier versions that happen to also be cheaper as well. <laughs> so however, one thing that we found interesting is how pace is still king, even for a product like granola that's associated with health. And this puts us like unique challenges for formulators because they now need to develop products that are not only enticing, but also healthy and affordable. Jihan, before we let you go, as with any startup, the challenge is always scaling up, right? So what's your strategy here? And are there plans to expand into something bigger in time to come? Yeah, so actually we are not just a granola company. We actually create 
alternative greens, or, or we call them moon greens, using these spank greens, and it can be used in many of the baking applications. So for us, our strategy has always been working with institutions that understand what we do and resonate with our value. And for us, it's ready to create value for them. So we are working on a long-term collaboration with one of our partners to really offer their customers exciting food products with spank greens. And this allows us to really like try different products at a much more cost-efficient way. And also, if you are a hotel or you're an institution like a bank that's looking to, you know, book with us, yeah, please do call in. Thank you and so then, much, Chi Hung, for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. We've been speaking with Kong Chi Hung, co-founder of the Moonbeam Company. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.